Welcome to the Space Hour, a show to highlight the people in the aerospace industry behind the newest technologies used for exploration and national security. Here's your host, Eric White. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of the Space Hour of 2022. I'm Eric White. We'll start the year off talking about NASA's latest accomplishment, getting one of the biggest telescopes into space ever. Though the James Webb Telescope still has a long way to go, the amount of technical work that went into the project is one of the most astounding. Prior to its Christmas Day launch, I had the chance to speak to Michael McWayne, who is the James Webb Space Telescope Observatory Scientist. So the James Webb Space Telescope is the largest, most ambitious science mission that, that NASA's ever realized. And so some people will call James Webb my generation's Apollo program. And we're actually rolling out to the launch pad today, and we're scheduled to launch on Christmas morning. A liftoff is scheduled for 7.20 a.m., and you can watch that uh, streamed on NASA television. And a web will really be a Christmas present to the world. And the web is an international partnership, so it's being led at NASA. It's, um, we have international partners um, with the European Space Agency and the Canadian Space Agency. Um, more than 10,000 people have contributed to Web, and Web is is was really designed to make discoveries across cosmic time, from the early universe um, all the way to um, our own solar system. In fact, and it was designed to observe in infrared. Um, the infrared is colors of light that's beyond where our eyes can see. Uh, infrared uh, light is actually heat radiation, and that's really important for studying space. Uh, you can see cold objects in space, and, and infrared can also peer through dust clouds in space, dust clouds of obscure visible light. And so, for example, firefighters actually use infrared goggles when they go into smoke-filled buildings. And with a similar technology, they can see through the smoke and see objects that are emitting heat. And so we'll be using infrared wavelengths to study space. And you just laid out some of the advantages of that, but are there other um, advantages that the advancement of this kind of technology um, help with as far as studying for um, any any traveling plans or uh, the search for life on other planets? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Webb will observe exoplanets. Uh, we'll be observing planets both inside our solar system and also outside our solar system. Um, the ones that are outside the solar system, we, we call exoplanets. Uh, we now know of over 4,000 exoplanets, uh, but to date, those detections are, are primarily using indirect techniques. So we have only just very basic understanding of their properties. So for example, the orbital period, the size, the mass, and Webb will, for the first time, um, be able to determine these planets' compositions. We'll, we're going to study their atmospheres in a new way um, with spectroscopy. And that'll really revolutionize our understanding of these exoplanets. We'll understand their compositions for the first time. We'll also be able to study planets that happen to be orbiting at the right separation where liquid water could be on those planets. And we'll study those planets for signs of habitability. So whether or not we could um, have conditions that are conducive to life. Everything NASA does can be described as a, a feat of engineering, but what specifically about the technical makeup of uh, Webb is the part that you are most excited about or, you know, testing out new ideas? Yeah, so I'd say there, the entire mission was very complex. There were two major drivers. One is that the telescope itself is really big. 
<laughs> and one is that uh, another reason is that the the telescope has to be really cold, so about minus four hundred degrees Fahrenheit. And so the telescope is actually larger than the rocket fairing, which means that we ha we have to fold it um, for launch. And then when we get into space, we have to deploy it and then align the telescope in space. And so that's an entirely new paradigm shift uh, for space telescopes. And the telescope uh, needs to be cold. So we actually chose an orbit about a million miles away from the Earth. And so it's going to be very far away, about four times the distance to the moon. Um, but even at those orbital separations, the telescope would still be warm. We needed to shade the telescope. So we have a sun shield that's about the size of a tennis court that we deploy as well in, in space. It's attached to the spacecraft bus and it will shade the telescope and get it to the minus 400 degrees Fahrenheit that we need to operate. We also have new um, instruments on board. So new, we develop new detectors, we develop new uh, mechanical um, positioners uh, to allow us to, to, to make observations with new modes that never existed before. And so um, all, all of those things are very exciting. The de deployments from the, the launch configuration to the observing configuration takes uh, 30 days and it's 50 major deployments. And so I personally am going to be holding my breath for those 30 days. So even even the coldness of space wasn't enough for to keep the telescope cold enough. Uh, why can you explain why it has to be kept at such a low temperature? Is that for the infrared portion of it or is it something else? Yeah. So the infrared portion means that if the telescope is warm itself, it's radiating heat. And so we want the telescope to be cold such that it doesn't create a background of heat from which we have to look through, essentially. And so, yeah, the telescope gets to the minus 400 degrees Fahrenheit, of course, at those temperatures don't exist on Earth, right? Um, that's a very um, extreme temperature. So we create these chambers where we actually do create those conditions, vacuum chambers, cool them down, you know, using cryogens where we could test the telescope and the telescope materials, of course, all change properties at those cold temperatures. And so that was a lot of um, engineering challenge and complexity um, that was was really uh, impressive that the engineers were able to overcome that. And I understand that it will also be working with uh, other satellites that are already up there um, as a sort of welcoming party. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So the other big uh, telescope like Webb is the Hubble Space Telescope, of course. The Hubble and Webb are, are very complementary. And in fact, Webb was designed to do what Hubble can. And so um, Hubble was really designed to operate in the ultraviolet and the visible wavelengths, which is a different set of colors than James Webb. And so J James Webb will actually observe many of the same objects that you're familiar with seeing um, on Hubble calendars, for example, will observe the same objects with different wavelengths and with new um, light, and we'll, we'll actually have a much more complete understanding of the physics with that full uh, data set with more wavelength coverage. Yeah, that's a nice transition because I was going to ask, you know, about those Hubble calendars. Um, what kind of images will Webb be putting back and will it be something that the public can look at and, you know, not necessarily know what's going on, but it, it, will it still look pretty, I guess, is the short question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, the Webb will produce spectacular imagery just like Hubble. Uh, we actually have the same resolution as Hubble, but 
web with its infrared capabilities, we'll be able to see much further back in time, but we'll also be able to look at um, objects without the interfering dust. And so we'll be able to peer through these dust clouds and we'll really um, just produce spectacular imagery and super excited to share that with the public. Our, our commissioning process actually after launch, our commissioning process itself is six months. It's planned to be six months. And um, we, we're planning to have a, a press release at the end of that commissioning period where we'll present the first images from the mission and we'll share that with the public. That'll, that'll be our first release. So this is uh, one of the only years where you don't mind working on Christmas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was, you know, without a doubt, the best Christmas present I could get <laughs> is to launch a space telescope. I've been waiting a very long time for this day, and I'm super excited. It's just a few days from now. Anything else that uh, we haven't touched on that you think would be important for the conversation? So for mission updates, for mission updates, please follow us at jwst.nasa.gov. Or you can follow us on Twitter at NASA Web. Michael McWayne is the James Webb Space Telescope Observatory Scientist. You can find this interview on our website. Head to federalnewsnetwork.com and search Space Hour. Coming up next, while we spend most of our time patting NASA on the back on this program, could the agency be going a different direction? More on that after this first break. I'm Eric White. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.